very happy for you to sit in between us. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had a kick up in that quarter, we had a real chance of winning it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. Absolutely nailed it. All right, Shimboners, it's time to look at how you're doing halfway through the season. And we do a half yearly report for the North Melbourne Kangaroos. I'll try and keep this as uh, even keeled as possible. Yeah, bullshit. Are they still called the North Melbourne Kangaroos, or are they still just the Kangaroos? No, they no, went no, to they the Kangaroos, it. but then when they were trying to move up to the Gold Coast, that's when uh, Brayshaw stepped in, oh, yeah. and they went, nah, we're North Melbourne. We'll go back to North Melbourne. We're here. We're staying here, um, which is fine. If you're going to plant your flag there, you may as well you know, uh, fucking we, put your we, name on it. Should be proud of your commission housing. <laughs> I think they tried to make it a, a franchise more than anything else, and in the end, it's just nah. Well, that's just that type of sport. They were trying to um, have a greater appeal, and you not tie themselves to one suburb. And uh, Brayshaw came in and said, "No, we are fucking North Melbourne, and yep. you got to respect it. You know, live by your morals and die by them. And at the moment, they're living by them, so that's in, good." In fairness, though, their ad campaign must have been on Fiverr or whatever the version was back then, too, because you were in Sydney at that time, and you remember the Aussie ruse. Yes, song. yeah, it was fucking awful. Well, the thing is, Aussie what other what that other teams bullshit. are there that are north of the city? Carlton, just just Essendon. yeah, Essendon, but they're western, northwestern. Well, I mean, they're right just, next door to North Melbourne. You'd they? almost call that Melbourne City, though. I mean, we looking at the suburbs like you got Western Bulldogs, who obviously were Footscray, but yeah. there's nothing else more west. So they said, well, fuck it, might as well claim the rest of it. We'll take the rest of it. Yeah. So I think North Melbourne could probably put the head up into the same if you want Broadmeadows. <laughs> You're right. If you wanted Port Meadows. Well, I mean, <laughs> you could probably steal some car stereos off of Collingwood. So, it's funny how they're not called the shin boners, and there's no butchers around there now. It's all brothels, so just lucky they don't pick the mascots these days. I think their butchers are legitimate well, killers. Yeah, they have to drop the shin. <laughs> the boner, no, Kerry's gone. He's, he's out of there. You just be the North Melbourne bonus. That works in beautifully with all the brothels. Uh, anyway, <laughs> six and six. Sorry, I had to explain it for you. Uh, six and six and sitting uh, 11th on the ladder. Uh, above, below, or a bad expectation? Oh, I'd, I'd say well below. Just uh, because uh, a couple of their losses, they would have penciled in as wins. And, you know, I think uh, their goal at the start of the season was to look around top four and coming off... Coming Some off deep a, September action last a, year. A prelim final last year. Look, I think um, uh, definitely underachieved compared to what your expectations were pre-season. But looking how other teams have come on, I think um, it's a little bit under, but not as, as bad as what it looks like. Yeah, I was the same. I still say they are still underperforming, um, but they're a 50% win rate. Um, but at the same time, I didn't have them in the top four this year. Yeah. Um, but certainly internally, uh, you don't make top four and then expect to go backwards. Yep. Um, they would have had higher expectations than six and six. In fairness, injury did hit them pretty hard. They lost uh, Hanson, Del Santo, Wells, all for long periods. Grimer's still out. Um, Del Santo's only just come back and yeah. did pretty well. Played um, his first game last weekend. Wait, yep. wait, didn't get injured. Jared Wait, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> he's still running around. Look, w- Wells has been out for all, if not majority of the season. Yeah, he's played a couple, a but, couple, but uh, he's pulled up sore each time. Um, Del Sando coming back in has made a massive difference in the look of that side oh, um, immediately. So he's hit the ground running. Uh, admittedly, GWS were out a few big names, um, but never mind that. You can only play the side you're up against. North Melbourne are such a, a more comfortable um, with him roaming around. He's such a good ball user. Yep. 
Um, so they're really going to enjoy that he's back in the side. It also seemed there wasn't a whole lot of transition phase with Del Santo. He seemed to come into Melbourne and slot straight in. Yeah, he's a class player. Yeah. Uh, you, that's what you'd hope from. Yeah, he's uh, almost a big prized recruit, you know, yep. big money recruit. Not big money, but certainly a, a big get. For but it's him. like he's gone there as a leader, which I think is he, he has, essentially. Him. Yeah, Absolutely. he's one of those guys that everything he does is above average. Yeah, yeah. Like his, his decisions, that his running, people. his abilities, his left, right, foot, hand, everything is above average. Yeah, uh, he has no massive holes in his game. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, that's his strength. That's what he uh, also that um, his uh, football brain is what he brings to North and, and what they really need him for. Yeah, with um, a, a midfield that can be a bit skittish at times. Yeah, um, they look very comfortable with him across half back. So, well, yeah. what's the uh, the best win so far for for North? You've got down. Well, for me, it was against West Coast. Even though it was blustery, blowy and everything, West Coast came back hard. And through a lot of effort and a little bit of luck, North Melbourne were able to hold on because they finished strong. It was a well-managed win. It was well-coached. Um, they had a, a plan and they executed it to perfection. Um, it very hard conditions down there and North Melbourne played to those conditions very well. Yeah, I had that as sort of... I was tossing up between that, but eventually settled on Geelong. Um, beat them down at Skilled Stadium after I think they were about five goals down in the first quarter or something like that. Let the first five through. Uh, yeah, yeah, there it is, and they've come back and sort of almost run away with it in the fourth. Um, especially over at Skilled Stadium, it's never an easy task. Um, that was a good. I, I was down there for that with a good mate of mine, Benny, watching, and he was all up in arms in the first few minutes, and yep. then suddenly the whole crowd was <laughs> dead quiet. Yeah, it's, it's, suddenly you had front row tickets, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Um, I didn't want to say shit, though. I get fucking killed. <laughs> Would have been a long time since uh, North have had a win down at Skill Stadium. Yeah. Um, so it was certainly one that um, I think at the time I didn't pick it, but or I might have said this is one that if they're ever going to beat Geelong down there, this is the one. Um, uh, you got to do it though when you rock yeah. up on the day, and they certainly did. And the thing is, you look at the stats; they almost dominated in every aspect, which is well, very rare that you get that against a against Geelong. When your second string players stand up, uh, yeah. that's. Yeah when you know you're on song. Wake kicked three. Uh, Tarrant was really fantastic against Hawkins. Um, Unfortunately, Tarrant's out of contract at the year. It looks like he might fuck off. (laughs) So they've stuck with him for years through injury and lack of ability in the forward line. Now he gets good. Now he might be out of cash. The old old contract curse, eh? A big-time player when the, the contract's up. But, you know, maybe he'll hang out. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, Now, I I said West Coast was the, the best win as well. Uh, so on the other side then, where are the worst losses for them? Uh, to me, the absolute worst one, because I was there for that too, was against Hawthorne. Um, they just got butchered. Um, Hawthorne's made it a tactic to attack the captain, which, totally fine. But no one stood up. No yeah. one defended Swallow, and Swallow's not the sort of bloke that defends himself very well, <laughs> especially not from a right cross. Um, but yeah, besides that, they were just bullied off the ball. They were, they were intimidated. Yeah. Uh, lost a lot of the contested possession that night. Mm. Um, cost Hawthorne a couple of wins afterwards too. But well, yeah, was it fifty points in the end? I think. Yeah, and look, I, I had the worst loss against Port at Eddie had. Um, I think it was round three or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was round three. Um, they it was a close game, a really really good game actually, and they were ahead in the last quarter with not a whole lot to go, but just couldn't close it out. Uh, let two goals slip, uh, lost the match. It should Six. have closed it out from, from memory. The port game for yeah. me, even though North lost, it was great to watch because both teams were taking the game on. It was a free flowing running game. No one was flooding back. Uh, had we 
got over the line. I probably would have watched the replay a couple of times <laughs> afterwards, but, but uh, as it was, kind of got a bit painful. The thing is, if you win this game, Porter start the season 0-3, uh, and three, three. Yeah. which I was just looking forward to. <laughs> looking at it going, yes! That's what I was more disappointed yeah. about. So that's what got me across the line for this one. Well, the other one for me was the Collingwood match. Um, if you're five goals up, you should be able to pretty much put a team away, but... Collingwood, for their credit, came back fucking hard. Oh, funny yeah. old game, that one, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It looked like uh, they almost got away a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, Collingwood, um, you know, the, the big players stood up at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that sucked. <laughs> um, okay, so on to uh, we'll go to a few of the individuals then. Um, who have you got as your, your best three? Well, And I think there's one that just screams. One Jared Wake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The You've got big, a gold scene as a lock. The, I big, mean, the big Jew himself. The thing is, I actually intended to put that across a bit more seriously, but couldn't even hold him my life. <laughs> <laughs> Just deadpan it. Um, yep. <laughs> look, the only thing that's going to stop him from all Australian is if they decide to go with Sanderlands. But yep. if you're a North Melbourne um, supporter, you cannot be disappointed in the last three or four seasons from Goldstone. I'll tell you what, you, yeah. the team of the week that the AFL released, Goldstone didn't make it last week when he hit 80, 80 hit-outs in a record. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they had Nat Nui there and Max Gorn, second string. Oh. Um, what more can a bloke do? Yeah, he was against the second string Ruckman, but he still has to get that easy out. The second string was against the first gamer. Yeah. I, I think calling him second string has been fucking generous. <laughs> well, he got a fucking lesson anyway. But, um, oh, look, look, 80 hit outs. I mean, if it was that easy, somebody else would have done it. Yeah. yeah. And nobody else had ever done it before, so. He's the number one hit out bloke going around at the moment. Um, I think Sandalin's. He's always going to be a seven-footer, so he's going to be the, the uh, match-up they're always going to compare to. It is what it is. Yep. Um, for Goldstein's credit, though, he has shown a lot more aggression on the ball this year. He's had some nice tackles, too. Yeah. Which uh, uh, has been something that's been missing from his game. He's always been in control, but he's never been an intimidating presence. Yeah. But he's starting to get that about him, it's which I really a, like seeing. It's been a good year for Ruckman, too. With, uh, like you say, Sanderlands broke the record a couple of times. Goldstein broke it as well. Mumford's won a couple of games off his own boot, but uh, he's finished for the year. So that all-Australian ruck roll, it's between Goldstein and, and Sanderlands now. And hmm. you've probably got Sanderlands... Oh, I've got Sanderlands just ahead at the minute, yep. but... Um, you've got to have Goldstein in there um, look, I think, on the bench at least. I, I can't see having Nat Nui over him, to be honest. No, nah, th- he had a quiet first half of the first quarter of the year, I guess. But- I, I think the utility of um, Goldstein having a great season in the ruck is that it's allowed Petrie to really play different roles as opposed to having to swap into the ruck or anything like that. You can push him in forward and you've got people around to support him. Uh, and the fact that he does so much of the ruck work, I, I think he yeah. leads the league in time played. Yep. He just never receives a bench. Yeah. Um, and like it releases Petrie, it releases big Benny Brown as well. Yes, it's true. And so he can go forward and take marks and such a reliable shot on goal. Yep. And you can't do that if he has to ruck 25% of the game. Yep. That just takes so much pressure off Brown too because he's playing like a bloke who's got three more years in his system. Yep. Uh, he's a bit older than most of the rookies, but... It's, it's his second full year? Yeah. Uh, not even second. It's his first full year. He only played a few rounds last year. Uh, I think he's Taz, Tazzy Boy, yeah? Yep. Tazzy Boy. Uh, I think uh, he looks every, every inch he's of He's a mature age recruit. What is he, Picasso-looking face, is he? <laughs> but yeah. I think uh, North are two, yeah. two from two down at Tazzy, aren't they, this year? Well, West Coast. And who was the other one? Richmond, uh, Richmond. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a shocking game, that one. Actually, gave him a t- I think it was Richmond's home game, too, down at Tazzy, wasn't it? No. No? North wasn't No, it? Richmond yeah. has stopped selling games now. No, they don't need to. fuck for that. You're debt-free, buddy. <laughs> but, um, well... So who, who are the other players then besides I've Goldstein? got Higgins. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. While Del Santo was out especially, it. his ability to just have clean possession. Pick up goals too. Oh, that's who he's there. 22 or something like that. 
22 goals. He's there to pick up your twos, ones and two goals every game in the occasional yeah. uh, three or four. Yeah. Um, everything you've wanted from him, they've got. Well, yeah, yeah. he provides extra run. He provides a good ball carry. Because yeah. North hasn't had a decent runner for a long time. They've got fast runners in Atley, Wells. Yeah. But they haven't been able to do that running, bounce, break a tackle sort of player. Yeah. Um, turn and kick. Yeah. But Higgins' ability to find a target is spectacular. See, for me, my top three, I had Higgins, Zeeble, and Harvey. And the reason I didn't put Goldstein there, because I don't think he's been the difference in the Northern team. I think he's been an added bonus. I think his work in the ruck has been... It's almost like you wouldn't have expected that to come out in the season. And it's almost like a bonus. But, yeah, I feel that their, their midfielders and their on-ballers have been ones doing... Um, making the legwork out of the advantage they've got from Goldstein's yeah. ruck as opposed to sharking. Yeah. yeah, you need a midfield team. Yeah. You can't just have a, a yeah. great ruck. It's all good to get taps, but you've got to have someone that's going to do something with it. Yeah. See, I had Zeeble there for my third as well. Just Zeeble because well. So reliable. He's the, the heart and soul of the team. Yep. Um, Almost to the point where I wish he'd just sort of tone it down a bit because he's going to get himself killed. <laughs> He'll look after himself a bit. Like, fuck's sake, like, give me a heart attack. It, he it has more courage than every player bar maybe two to wear the Guernsey that I've seen play. Um, I think, yeah, I had Zeeble and Higgins as well. Um, and, and Harvey's worth mentioning. Um, I don't think anybody's got to 400 games and still been such a strong contributor <laughs> yeah. as he is. Or be, or be so hated by opposition. Much. But he feeds off that hatred. Oh, he loves it. And, loves and it. to be honest, I think that hatred is just um, uh, midget hate. Yeah, um, but I the thing it's is, an ugly sizes. I think he's still coming out of that North Melbourne heyday where they were a fucking nasty team, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mick so. Martin, you had uh, Archer Kerry. in there, you had Kerry. Like he's a product of that era, and yeah, I think Byron he's Pickett. following on. Yeah, so hey, more power to him. Um, he's he's going to play on next year. There's zero doubt in that. Yeah, next um, year he might play on until 2050. Fuck, the way you he's give going. him an Anderson Silver contract, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> ten more seasons. That's Go for mean. it. How many more is he is he going to play on? Like I, yeah. I'm really can't see how he won't break Tuck's record and then put some more on it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I completely like, agree. He could push 440. Yep. The the yep. thing that would um, probably upset a few people was if he does. Well, when he gets to the 400 club, it's going to be interesting. If he breaks Tuck's record, he becomes the president of that club. He's going to charge entry. <laughs> Tucky and uh, Fletch and <laughs> bloody, um, Barlett. Barlett, they're going to have to dig into the pockets. And I'd say he won't be given out discounts for seniors either. He, uh, he leaves deep thumbprints in every dollar oh, to go through geez, his hand. doesn't he? Turns it over a few times. Um, I think that uh, that's another reason why Goldstein's gone on so well with him. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, it'll be like a payday advance. He'll just take a percentage of your pension every, every week. <laughs> So, uh, who's the biggest uh, improver or the biggest surprise for, for North Melbourne this year? Um, well, my biggest surprise is Boomer. I, I thought he was certainly in the best 22, but he's in the best two at the moment in, in midfielders. It, yep. I'm not surprised, though, because, I mean, yeah. he, 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 last year he was. he Was was he all Australian last year or, or close yeah. to it? Well, the um, thing is, I've been surprised every year by him. So, yeah. this year, I wasn't surprised. You can't be surprised. That's <laughs> yeah. the stupid thing about it. Is well, you're, it is surprising that he is still at that level. Also surprised but, he hasn't been suspended. Well, he, he's tried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's been fucking cheeky. He's always been lynched. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, look. I can't see him dropping off from the last five years. The last five years, he's been consistently elite level. Not Been waiting for that drop off and it just hasn't come. Yeah. He's not a, a out-and-out superstar. He's nowhere near the Judds, the Ablets, all those guys. Yeah. But he is one sneaky little motherfucker who will just find a target 
and find a way to piss off his opponent while doing it. Uh, it's almost, it pisses me off too because he proves me wrong every year. Yeah. Like, I'm sick of just, nah, this year's one, nah, nah, still good, still good. Look, I had the biggest improver or surprise is uh, Robbie Tarrant. And I, I'm glad because I picked mm. it before. Um, I thought his NAB uh, challenge games were really good. Yep. And there's a bit of a... Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. The danger of being a, a bit of a NAB Challenge hero sometimes. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's followed it up and been very handy across that uh, half-back line. Yes, And the thing is, he's been... He, I think, like uh, I think Josh mentioned in one of the other podcasts, um, his worst game has gotten better. I think that's a very yep. good uh, terminology for those sorts of players. What he's done, he's cut out some of the, the stupid mistakes that he yeah. makes um, and really improved on that. Yep. Mm. And for me, I had, I had Benny Jacobs. Um, came across from Port in 2013. It's his fifth year in the AFL, and he's already kicked as many, had as many disposals as last year, and only halfway through. So uh, as far as improvements go, no, I think he's up there. Well, his game on Shield, I think, was a breakout game for him. He was decidedly average, or above average, leading up to that game, but his ability to hold Shield back yeah. um, was phenomenal. I'm trying um, to think, was he a revelation for him. A bit of a whipping boy for North supporters at some stage as well? Uh, to a point. I mean, it, anyone who hasn't really consolidated their position in the side always gets a bit of a whipping boy tag. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, he's got Jared Waite to take some of the heat off him. Um, <laughs> the thing is, he came across in 2013, and he only played, uh, I think it was 14 games last year, something like that, so... It's only half a season. This year, I think he's played 11 or... Is that yeah. what up to? Half-time? Yeah, 11. Uh, and tw- yeah, 11 or 12. Or last like year, he had uh, 197 disposals, I think, for that 14 games. Yeah. And he's just about there now, 11 games, and looking to play the rest of the season, so... Well... Um, yeah, so who's uh, on the other end of the scale, then? Who's in trouble? Who's looking at... Uh, they might be well, falling somewhere else next year. Well, probably not next going anywhere, but weight needs to lift. Um They've only just got him, so they can't really get rid of him because they wouldn't get anything for him. Uh, And they got him on a two-year as well. Um, But you've got to be buyer beware. I mean, you're getting Jared White. This is what he does. But the problem with him, he'll have a game where he marks brilliantly and kicks shit. And the next game, he'll kick brilliantly and mark shit. So what the fuck is going on? He can only remember to do one thing. Yeah, one at a time. He did kick. Did he kick a six or a seven goal game at, at one stage? I think yeah, he definitely yeah. had a five game. He had a, a five hole from what I can remember. That was his top as far as I can remember. Yeah. Look, in uh, in trouble, I think they've got a few. Um, Ferrito's one. Um, it does look like he's a little bit slow um, to be playing that running back, half-back game. Well, Ferrito uh, got... got uh, the note last year, but then there were injuries, so they, so they didn't get rid of him. Yeah, and, and he, he earned his, his contract for yep. this year. Um, but there were times like, you know, punching Franklin in the back of the head. Yeah. Um, now, everyone liked to do that from now and then, <laughs> but you've got to be a little bit more clever in how you get those ones in. 
Or at least try and find someone else to blame, like uh, find Boomer. Yeah, Boomer couldn't get that eye, Jesus. Well, no, but he can take a punch. <laughs> um, but besides that, uh, you've got to be looking at um, uh, Tippett. Um, uh, what's his... Tippett's coming back along Joel. from injury. Yeah, he's been there and thereabouts for quite a while now. Mm. And same with Aaron Black. Um, you can only do so much when you're given limited opportunities, be it through form or injuries or whatever. But there comes a time when, you know, like especially Aaron Black, you've yeah. got, uh, you've paid um, a good contract to get weight across. Yeah. Benny Brown's kicking goals every week. Mm-hmm. Petrie's going nowhere. Um, he, he's been um, living up to his end of the bargain. Yeah. You're waiting. See, you're, just, you're always waiting. I think oh, they've stuck with weight for the whole half of the season just to just let him find his feet. But uh, swap him out. Let Black have four or five games. If he doesn't work, get rid of both of them. I'd, well, you can't really get rid of weight, but. Jeez, you'd, you'd probably get value for Black at the moment because he does have potential. He's played one game, so yeah. I don't reckon he can fuck all for him. <laughs> no, he's playing well on the twos. He's uh, with Werribee, I think. He's yeah, because uh, you, you want to have those twos players in your ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I would have had Aaron Black in there as well, but we said playing for your career. He's not playing. He's not playing. So yeah. I think he's not playing for his career, okay. more or less. <laughs> playing for his contract. <laughs> yeah, so as an outsider, I actually had Bastanak, I think, for the promise that he's had around him. I expect more from him, to be honest. I thought this was going to be a breakout year where he's going to really step up and be a leader. Uh, I think he's, he's fallen short of that. He's been a, a handy player and always threatening to be a great player. Mm. Yeah, but see, that seems to be North Melbourne sort of beginning to end is they've had handy players. Yeah. That's it. Well, and look, not, through the, look through the list. There's pretty much just um, Goldstein who'd walk in onto any other team. There's um, no real superstar talent there. That would walk onto another team? Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. you look at... Well, say uh, somewhere around the mark, like a West Coast. Look at West Coast. Which one of their players, which one of North's players do you think West Coast go, yeah, yeah, we'll take him? I reckon they'll take Harvey just so they can... Um, <laughs> Bury him. <laughs> put him on the bench. Put him on the bench and say, sit there, you little fucking bitch. Yeah. Here's the jacket. Look, uh, Zeeble is the only one I, I think he'd walk into every any other team on um, uh, just the way he plays. But you, right, there's nobody that yeah. is an absolute obvious, yep, you're in. Yep. Um, besides Goldstein I mean, um, even Melbourne got Nathan Jones you know what I mean yeah, so. yeah you take him but you know I think the ability to spread it around a bit is pretty handy too like uh, Lindsay Thomas hasn't had the best season but then last week Nahas bobs up with uh, a nice handy four goals yep so as long as you've got everyone contributing and your average is better than the other team's average you'll have a good season but uh, North have been deliciously inconsistent yeah um yeah, and for me, a bloke who really is playing for his career is Scott McMahon. He's only had two games, but he's been he's had terrible decisions in both of them. Yeah, he's picked out opposition players perfectly, and you can't have a backman doing that because especially his role in the team, which is mm. they have an undersized backline. Uh, you got Scotty Thompson, who's um, taking down giants like David versus Goliath. Yeah, um, you've got to be doing that too and if you're not living to your half of the bargain it really makes life difficult for the rest of the team yeah, yeah. If, if a man's going to play the loose man in defence then that's that's okay but they've got Hanson doing that and he's doing it well yeah, he, he, he did it well last year he's done it well this year yeah, when he few, came back from injury yeah I guess a few games out for injury um, which gave McMahon a, a bit of a chance to stamp his place and he didn't really do it no he uh, um, he undersold it. and especially when Tarrant's stepping up mm. um, it's going to make it hard well out of uh your backline regulars, Thompson's, he's set. He's just too smart a player to get rid of. Tarrant's shown so much that you need to keep him. Hanson the same. And I'd say Ferrito, McMahon, and oh, 
Look, there's two other names that um, we haven't mentioned, and a bit like you said, Ben, um, not playing for their careers. Yeah, is uh, Majak Dor and uh, uh, Curry. Yep, uh, I've forgotten Curry's first name. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel well, Curry. He's injured at the moment, and fortunately, looks like he's going to be out for a while. Just yeah. when he's run into form in the twos, and he was looking like he'd probably get a game. Majak Dor kicked. He's uh, averaging about three goals a game. He had a bag of six, I think, a couple of weeks ago. But it, every time he's taken the step up, he's looked rough. He had a his debut was brilliant for 10 minutes and he got knocked not, out yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember that because the next week he's uh, played against Hawthorne and it looked like a boy playing against men even though he's 6 foot 10 and 400 kilos he's still got uh, some off field issues hanging over his head too hasn't he so. he has too and very serious off field issues yep. um, so but all that aside um, you know you might be kicking goals in the VFL they don't want him to kick goals they want him exactly. to, um, to be playing in the middle and, and you want him to be a Nick Nat Nui that's what you want. Yeah, Something like that. exactly. And that's what, you know, they've always compared yeah. them, obviously, because they... Uh, it's the build, yeah. The, the build and he's the He's not going to be a Centerlands ever. No, he's not going to be a Goldstein. Yeah. And um, with that kind of physique, he should be dominating games. Yep. But um, maybe he's relied too much on his natural athletic ability and yeah. hasn't... <sighs> he should have learned the game better. Yep. He's been mm. in the system for six years now. Yeah. Um, never mind what happened before that. Yeah. Six years in the AFL system, and he still doesn't know where to run. Yep. He's one of those blokes who his highlight reel is fantastic. But yeah. if you're watching the game that he's playing, you're swearing at him. Yep. Yeah, every time. Um, and somebody else has got to be almost running alongside him to tell him what to do. Yeah, which, mm. you know, maybe they drop him back for a week, or maybe he plays a, a hard run with roll on guys like Nat Nui. I don't know. Stand him next to Sanderlands and say, follow him. Yeah. Um, follow him and belt him when you get a chance. Yeah, if you can. Um, how much pressure is the coach under on a scale of 0 to 10? Oh, I'd put it about a 6 because depending on how it goes in the next few weeks. Spot on. 7, yeah. Yeah. Uh, about that. Um, he's very comfortable at North. I think last time his contract came up, they just went, yeah, you want to do another one? Yep, okay. The it thing was, is, that I, was it. I think he puts an incredible amount of pressure on himself. He, absolutely. So, Both the Scott boys do. You look at him, you're like, even if even if like you're just about in the clear, you look like you're pressured as fuck. Like you're having a coronary, not sleeping. I guess it depends. Xanax the fuck out the next two weeks because Crocker's still caretaker coaching at the moment because Brad Scott's getting his uh, spine looked at. Yeah. Um, you know, if they do really well on there, they might be saying, "Crocker, yeah. do you want the job?" And you're like, "Fuck no, I don't want the job. Man. <laughs> fuck off." <laughs> you, you make sure he's in another state first before you give him the job. I don't want to face him. But uh, the thing too with. With North, traditionally, there's no one really banging on the door to come and coach. Well, I think they've sorted out their financial position to an extent now. It's certainly not in the dire straits it was before. Yeah. Oh, they're in the black, and they're actually earning money, which is fantastic. <laughs> Novel approach. Yes. Um, a lot of that's been through community investment and that sort of shit, which, holy fuck, how would you think it would work like that? You, you oh. invest around the people where your club is, and they turn up and spend yeah. money I mean, selling, selling meth around North Melbourne has been very profitable <laughs> yeah um, so where are their danger games for the rest of the year um, well their road to finals they've got Gold Coast Geelong Essendon Brisbane Carlton Melbourne St Kilda Frio Western Bulldogs Richmond um, to me the danger games really are the easy ones uh, like your Gold Coast Brisbane Carlton Melbourne St Kilda like they've got Brisbane Carlton Melbourne St Kilda four in a row and you'd you'd really have to say they should win all four of them Anything less, it'd be under par. And the so way's going to be the danger game. All four of those. <laughs> okay. Um, especially with those, they need to get some percentage up um, mm. because of how tight things are going to be for the eight. Look, I, I had their danger game down as uh, the round 15 against the Cats. 
um, because the Cats are around the same mark on the ladder at the minute and on the way up, even though they lost to Geelong last weekend. Yeah. Um, but it's something where North um, did an awesome job against them earlier on in the year. you got to back it up and show it again. Yep. And the other one is uh, it might come down to finals or not in round 23 against the Tigers. And that's what I had. Uh, yeah, round, round 23. 23. If exactly for that reason. I think um, you got Western Bulldogs the week before at Eddie had as well. Yeah. Um, so it could come down to where you got to win both of those games to fight for those positions for finals yeah. against those teams. Which so, they can do. And the thing is, their finals could start round 21. Yeah. So And, and it tunes you up for September. Yep. You, you've got to um, you know, get everything working at the right end yeah. of the season. And that, that's it. That's like right they did there. last season. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got them penciled in pretty easy to make the finals. And I'm probably a bit optimistic. But I've got them winning uh, one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven. Oh, more yeah, games. sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> seven more. So you got them thirteen and uh, thirteen and nine. So you got yep. them setting the league on fire in the last half. <laughs> and that, well, yeah. So that, that got some thirteen and nine gets them to about sixth or seventh. That's, that's yeah. where you got them. Yep. Um, but there is something really important. They should be the most feared team come September, and I'll tell you why. In the last twenty years, every team that's knocked North Melbourne out has lost the next week. Every single team. In the last 20 years? Every year. Every time they made finals the last 20 years. Oh, every last time they year, made finals. Last year it was Sydney. Um, knock them out, lost the grand final. 2012, it's West Coast. They got beaten the next week. Um, go back to... Where are we? 2008, it was Sydney. They lost to Western Bulldogs next week. 2007, was Port. They got smashed by 120 points in Geelong. Uh, Port again, back in 05. Lost by 85 points to Adelaide. The average losing margin... For people who beat North in the finals, is forty-five points. Is that including uh, if they played round one the next year? Because I'm thinking back twenty years. You, you go into ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-six. Yeah, because ninety-eight grand final they lost. Yeah, um, Adelaide probably did shit in round one as well. But uh, yeah, it's very interesting. That, yeah. um, so often that um, the, the team that loses to North gets thumped the next week. And the thing is, yeah. they're the stats that are like following. Like, yeah. they're the trends <laughs> yeah. that are like yeah. keeping up to date with. So I think that's good work. Yeah, you've done a little I bit of research. I did some fucking there. research. Yeah. Fucking oath. Good job. And um, the funniest thing I found out too was the first two of that trick was uh, 2002 Melbourne lost by uh, 12 points next week and 97 St Kilda. They were in finals. So North yeah. Melbourne ruined Melbourne. Is that what you're saying? Is that what <laughs> you're telling much. us? Yeah, and St Kilda too. We can blame the uptown rivals. Um, so for an unbiased opinion then, uh, Ben, where you got them finishing? I've got them 10th. Okay. I think oh. They'll make a bit of a leg up. Um, I'll put him competing for the eighth spot. Yeah, I got him ninth on percentage um, because I think they'll get um, some good wins in the back half of the year. Yeah. But the damage has been done um, yeah, uh, yeah. A, a little bit. Um, if I just bring up the ladder right now, uh, 96.3%. Um, so they're under 100 even though they're 50-50. Yeah. Like Port Adelaide are below them on wins but have a better percentage. Um, um, and then it, it really falls away after that. But everyone else above them is uh, traveling all right. Yep. Um, and if they've got harder draws, uh, if North have got harder draws than some of those teams, it's going to be um, difficult to get those percentage points back, and oh. they're going to be very important come the end of the year. North's got the easiest draw coming in the finals, I can see, just because they, Ooh, they West play... West Coast, by mile. Oh, no, they only play one of the top four sides, uh, which is Frio. Yeah, but you're not fighting for a top four spot. No, no. You're fighting for fifth down to... No, but you're only playing the top four. They play... Well, they 13th. play every single one of the bottom six sides. 
and they've got to beat them and then beat mm, them they do. well. They do. Yeah, that's that, it. That's the thing. That they need to get those points back. But I mean, they, they can't blame the draw is what I'm saying. They should absolutely smash St Kilda, Melbourne, Carlton, Brisbane, Gold Coast, and they play all of them. Yeah, but I think they're coming up with um, Western Bulldogs and Richmond. I think that'll be playing for that eighth down to uh, 13th spot. I think it'll come down to those positions. So I think, irrelevant of whether they're playing in the top four, I think they'll have, uh, like I said, the finals will start round 21. Yeah. Um, coming straight out of the bye to play Gold Coast, um, be very interesting if Gary Ablett's playing. Yeah. Um, because the, they had an impressive win over North last year, but Gold Coast did absolutely shit. It'll be just interesting if Gold Coast is still yeah. that shit with Ablett. Yeah. Um, because North need uh, should win that game easy. Um, yeah. But if they drop that one, it throws the rest of their season off. They win it and they go through. They've got a bit of momentum. They can go on. I think that's um, two in a row, uh, possibly the first time. Well, I know the last five games they haven't run two in a row. So this is going for two in a row. There you go. Yeah, they uh, they were win-loss, win-loss, and then had two wins and two losses. Yep. Um, so yeah, consistently inconsistent, which has uh, been a bit of a catch cry. Yep. But uh, look, um, everything's ahead of them uh, they've got their their destinies in their own hands if they get the wins on the board they'll play finals yep. if they don't they won't exactly it's that simple it's all you can hope for um, so uh, yeah we look forward to North Melbourne's second half of the year yeah